Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. And I spoke to the Senior Director of Global Logistics and Supply Chain Network Design at Crocs, Mary McNelly. We talked all about her career so far, her passion for logistics, and the role of innovation, automation, and agility amidst major disruption. Plus, she shared her experiences as a woman in the industry, as well as her words of advice for all of the women following in her footsteps. It was a great episode, so inspiring, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. But remember that if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 250. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. What a whirlwind couple of weeks. I was first at TPM Tech and then at TPM and we produced all sorts of content for TPM TV. So if you missed it, make sure to go and check it out across social media because we really brought you the insights from both of those conferences. Now today I'm joined by an award-winning third-party logistics provider offering industry-leading supply chain management management services to shippers of all sizes. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week. So the poll, uh, the question that we asked you in the poll, what is the effect of a high product variety on supply chain performance? 68% of you said negative effect. 21% of you said positive effect. 10% of you said no direct effect. And 2% of you said other with comments below. And we had 333 votes. Anna McGovern said, it's always more taxing on supply chain performance when you have high complexity in the product portfolio. However, we are in a world of mass personalization. Therefore, complexity in inherent 
supply chain is inherent in supply chain design. The trick is not in forecasting, but in responsiveness. Tom, it depends on how you've designed your supply chain. Does it support and enable the high variety? How could it be improved for aspects like short production runs, fast changeovers, inventory management? Michael says, unless a strong postponement process exists and the variety is mostly configurations, high material variety at lower levels in the production process is definitely more challenging. Jan, what supply chain metrics you will use in your research? What are the cause and effects of the relationship? Mark says, my answer to this is no direct effect because it really depends on how many variations, how different they are for components and their respective suppliers, and how good your systems are for supply chain resiliency. Christy, high product variety can generically be considered negative, but industry matters. In healthcare supply chain, high product variety can mean meeting patient clinical needs versus not which can be perceived as positive. Deborah says high variety of product leads to more suppliers to manage. It impacts inventory flow if any production issues occur. And uh, Dr. Badur, product variety will affect supply chain performance if there's no alignment with the supply chain design. Moreover, it needs a high degree of managing and monitoring among the recent disruptions. Well, thank you so much to everybody who participated. That particular poll we had put out there on behalf of one of the members of our community as she was doing some research for one of the projects. I think it was for a thesis. So if you have, have a question that we can ask in our weekly poll, please send it over to us because we would love to do that. And thank you so much to everybody who participated. We do ask a question of the week every single Wednesday morning. So now back to today's podcast and which market-leading 3PL is joining me today? Well, it's R2 Logistics. Founded in 2007, R2 Logistics is a global provider of transportation services and logistics solutions. As a third-party logistics company, it provides access to thousands of transportation providers and has the capacity to resolve all of your shipping needs. Backed by game-changing technology and its culture for reliable service and relentless passion, R2 Logistics has built a strong reputation as an industry leader. Today, Frank, Vice President of Supply Chain Solutions at R2 Logistics, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, overcoming challenges in the midst of disruption, and the importance of collaboration and visibility in supply chain. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Frank. Frank is a graduate of the Ohio State University, where he dual majored in operations management as well as transportation and logistics. He started with R2 Logistics in 2017, when he filled the role of Vice President of Supply Chain Solutions. Frank has 20 plus years of distribution and supply chain knowledge and has experience managing 200 million plus transportation spends. In his current role, Frank is responsible for developing and managing R2's multimodal and supply chain service offerings. Frank believes logistics is a relationship-based business and the foundation for any successful relationship is integrity and trust. In his own words, that means doing what you say you will do 
always seeking to find and add value and to treat others as you want to be treated. So welcome to the show, Frank. Sarah, thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I am so happy to have you here. I mean, I enjoy every conversation I have on this show, but I always get a little buzz when I talk to 3PLs or logistics firms because that's my own background and there will always be a very special place in my heart for this part of the industry. And of course, R2 Logistics is an incredibly successful award-winning provider. So I'm even more excited to talk to you. So let's just dive right in. Let's start off then by setting the scene with an overview of what R2 Logistics does and how you help your customers before we dive deeper. Sure. So a uh, little bit of background. Uh, R2 got its start uh, about 14, 15 years ago. Uh, we got our starting in Detroit primarily as an expedite provider of transportation for tier one automotive suppliers. So uh, we were uh, heavily involved in, you know, emergency shipments, expedite shipments, keeping plants from, you know, not shutting down, that sort of thing. We, we tended to be the folks that got the call when, uh, when somebody else had screwed up or failed or whatever. Uh, we've grown dramatically since then. Uh, we're now a top 53 PL operating uh, in North America, um, we uh, we've expanded our our business profile dramatically. We operate in every macroeconomic sector of the U.S. economy, whether it be chemicals, auto and industrial, manufacturing, paper and packaging, oil and gas, uh, retail, consumer packaged goods, and so forth. Uh, we um, we do truckload transportation as well as multimodal, LTL, intermodal, ocean air. And still to this day, uh, about 25% of our daily volume is same-day emergency and expedite shipments. So that that expedite mentality, that uh, that get it done right now and sense of urgency is sort of part of our um, organizational DNA, if you will, and it's uh, it served us very well. Yeah, and that's not easy to do, and I'm sure that, that demand has probably gone up exponentially in the last couple of years, has it? Yeah, we've uh, we've seen some we've seen some dramatic growth over the last couple of years uh, as supply chain vo volatility has gotten worse and worse uh, as surety of supply has uh, come to trump uh, everything else really. Um, we have uh, been called upon by uh, not only our, you know, customers that, that we've always had, but a number of new customers as well. Um, it's, a, it, it's a very chaotic time in supply chains, to say the least. And with everything that's happening in the global markets, um, well, we're probably going to see that continue for quite some time. So uh, we've got some very longstanding and great relationships with our customers um, we're very honored to be sort of the folks that they turn to when when nobody else is picking up the phone or everything else is going going poorly um, mm -hmm. and uh, and, you know, taking care of the customer and, and putting the customer first has really served us well. Amazing. Amazing. We don't talk enough about customer experience in logistics, but it's really, really important. But so now I also want to talk about something else that's important as well, which is technology. So let's dive into your transportation management system. What does it do? What are the features and capabilities and what are the benefits that are coming out of those capabilities for your clients? Sure. So uh, our, our TMS system was originally, we originally built it to help us 
uh, manage LTL transportation for our customers. And what we uh, realized pretty quickly was that there were a significant number of features that uh, would be very be beneficial uh, for the right customer. What we found in our research is about 90% of companies that are less than $250 million in revenue don't have a TMS system uh, to help them professionally manage their transportation. And so we built our TMS out from a customer's perspective, from a shipper's perspective. Prior to R2, I spent uh, 15, almost 20 years as a shipper for a large chemical company, a large consumer packaged goods company, manufacturing companies. And our TMS really encompasses everything that um, a transportation manager would need in order to professionally manage their organization's freight dollars. So whether that be reporting, visibility, uh, on-time uh, or on-demand track and trace tools, what have you, our TMS is specifically designed for those small to mid-sized shippers that uh, really don't have the transportation spend to justify maybe a Manhattan or an SAP, uh, and, and we fill that niche. Absolutely. And it sounds like you were integral in sort of bringing that piece of perspective from the shipper's side of things to really design something that the small to medium-sized businesses would really, really want to use and would cover a lot of the gaps that they would have on their own. Yeah, we've got a terrific team over here. Uh, it was a team effort to bring all of this together. But the thing that I'm probably most proud of is where our TMS system really shines is in the data aggregation phase, right? Okay. So taking all, of the, taking all of your transportation data and putting it into meaningful, uh, meaningful reporting that allows our customers to make decisions, make good decisions at a much faster clip than they might be able to normally. Yeah, and giving them a competitive advantage against some of those enterprise companies as well. I love it. I love it. So, um, we, you know, you kind of ran through some of your service range at the top of this interview, but you don't just stick to LTL or Ocean Freight, right? What you offer a full suite of services. Can you run us through what all of those services are? Absolutely, right? So, we do uh, truckload transportation, LTL, intermodal, uh, ocean, air, expedite. Uh, you name it. We also do supply chain consulting and we have our tech services group uh, to support customers on that side as well. So really our, our, our company's entire focus is, uh, I, like, I like to say that we're in the uh, headache elimination business. Uh, so uh, our, our job really is to work with uh, our strategic customers, figure out uh, what their needs are, anticipate their needs sometimes before they even realize they have them and then uh, come up sol with solutions for those. Amazing. Before they even know they have them and you're kind of like Advil, but for logistics, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great analogy. So transparency is also such an important part of what makes your TMS and services so effective, you know, when I was doing my research. But I also spoke to Karen over at Overhaul a few weeks ago, and we talked about things like the level of spoilage of food and beverage freight and the challenges within shipping cold stored vaccinations, for example, most of which, you know, could be avoided or maybe vastly improved with greater visibility of the state of those goods in transit. And 
So from my research, I found out that you actually partner with around half a dozen industry-leading tech providers just so you can offer your customers the highest level of visibility. Can you run us through that? Walk us through what that looks like and what your clients or even potential clients could um, realize from working with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have some great tech partners that are out there uh, that we work with, whether it be MacroPoint or Project 44 or even being connected via EDI to all of our LTL providers. Uh, we offer a suite of best-in-class visibility tools to all of our customers. For our truckload shipments, we track all the way down to the driver level. So we can literally see where the driver is in real time. Uh, we're able to overlay uh, traffic and weather maps on top of that so that we understand the conditions that the driver is going through uh, as our uh, ASRs track that driver uh, throughout the delivery process. Mm -hmm. We're connected via EDI to all of our LTL providers, so uh, we get information, milestone information updated uh, every couple of minutes so we know where packages wow. are in real time. Uh, so it, at the end of the day, uh, everything that we do from a tech standpoint is designed to make our customer and our carrier experience as, as good as it possibly can be. Well, and, you know, I always say that collaboration is the future of business. And it's nice to hear that you are collaborating with the tech providers in the industry just to really bundle and put together the best solution for your customers. But let's talk about the carrier side, because we talk about the shipper side all the time. And I think carriers are often overlooked, but you have some great testimonials on your website from carriers that are saying, you know, finally, a company that treats us with respect and not just as a number, which is awesome to hear and is really part of that philosophy. Collaboration is the future of business. So what is your offering on the carrier side? What are the benefits and why is it so well loved by the carriers that are using it right now? Sure. So, uh, you know, like I said, with respect to our customers and the technology that we provide, we, we try to make as, as, um, as strong and seamless and and as good of an experience as we possibly can. We also try to do that with our carriers. The average fleet size of our carrier base is right around 35 trucks. So we service a lot of the smaller uh, mom and pop uh, carriers that are out there that may not have the technical capabilities mm -hmm. that the large fleets might have. So we want to make sure that we give them all of the tools that they need, whether that be everything from load matching to quick pay to uh, electronic uh, uh, updating of invoices um, to even our our uh, our carrier sales reps being uh, uh, very proactive in their communications. Everything that we do with respect to our carrier partners is designed to make their experience uh, easier to do business with us, uh, make them more productive, and overall uh, make for a better experience all the way around. Absolutely. And, and it's kind of like if everybody that is involved in a transaction is happy, then you've kind of got that winning combination and you're making sure that the carriers have a competitive advantage, you have a competitive advantage, and the shippers have a com competitive advantage, right? Correct. Amazing. I love that. All the way back to my, my collaboration is a, is a future of business. So um, talk to us about the platform itself, right? Because we talk a lot about Excel on the show, sure. um, as well as on LinkedIn. Excel seems to be a really big topic for people 
um, a topic of discussion that that we all have opinions on. So for all those listeners used to that style of working, is your platform nice and simple and user friendly? I mean, a lot of times when we've got the audience sitting here listening to us talking about a technology solution or working with a partner with a technology solution, um, you know, it's it, they they kind of don't really they're kind of wondering how easy is it to use, right? I don't want to be relearning something. I want to be able to just sort of go in and be able to use it and it being intuitive. So walk us through that. Is it easy to use? Is it user-friendly? Tell the audience. Well, um, uh, even a gray beard like myself can uh, can figure it out. So the reality is, is uh, you know, uh, everything from our, 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 you know, the GUI interface, um, how, how the customer interacts with the system is essentially designed to make it uh, as easy as possible uh, for people to understand, right? So it's extremely intuitive as long as you understand basic information about the shipment that you're, you're looking to ship, uh, we're able to come back with the lowest cost solution in order, in order to meet your needs. So uh, from, a, from a person who... Uh, uh, to put it mildly, is is technologically challenged. Um, <laughs> it is a very very simple system to use. It's incredibly intuitive, and uh, and and in order to to support the system, we have an entire team that will uh, will train our customers on on anything they need to know. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, not only is it easy to use, but uh, for folks like me that might need a little bit more support, we have that as well. Music to our ears. And you've heard it here first, folks. It is really, really easy to work with R2 Logistics. So let's also talk about implementation, right? Because if I'm sitting here thinking about another technology platform and working with R2 Logistics, a lot of times we think about, you know, does our tech team need to be involved? And how much time is it going to take from their perspective? And how busy are they with other projects? Um, but I believe that you have API and EDI integration capabilities. And so I think it's pretty quick integration process. Is that right? What does that process typically look like? You're hundred percent correct. We do have both EDI and API uh, connectivity capabilities. Uh, our, our typical implementation can go basically as fast as the customer can go. So okay. our, our system is designed for maximum flexibility, right? So uh, we typically look for um, three to six months worth of data from a customer so that we can preload everything into the system to make their lives as easy as possible. We load everything in from their products, the freight class. We do an entire uh, NMFC audit on all of their freight to make sure that they're not being overcharged uh, and that their, their freight is classified correctly. Uh, we also preload in their typical origins and destinations. So much like as you're you're uh, 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 typing out on your iPhone or whatever, and it it auto-populates. Our system will auto-populate your origin delivery um, destination information based on your historical uh, data. Um, so as quickly as the customer can give us that data, we can get them implemented. Our typical implementation time is two to three weeks, um, and then we're up and running. So it's it's very, very quick. Um, we, we like to measure our implementations and in days, not months. Um, mm -hmm. And for our customers, that allows them to start taking advantage as quickly as possible. 
Yeah, and I really like the fact that you slipped in that piece of information about audits because that's a really big deal. So when you're implementing and onboarding a new customer, you're actually taking that data auditing it for them to make sure that they have the best pricing possible. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Because that's pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. So um, an LTL carrier, typical LTL carrier, has an economic disincentive to educating their customers. So for instance, um, screws, right? Just regular household screws. There are at least four NMFC classifications. That's National right. Motor Freight Classification, right? There are at least four NMFC classifications for screws that help a carrier understand not only the density of that item, but also the, the value, the economic value of that item, right? And then they incorporate that information into their pricing. Well, if you have the wrong NMFC number describing what the items are that you're shipping, your cost can go up dramatically. And a carrier will only ever tell you about that when it's to the carrier's benefit. So they're only going to tell you about that when you've misclassified something that the carrier says you should be getting charged more for. They'll almost never tell you about it when you should be getting charged less. So they have an economic disincentive to educating their customers. We, we have an economic incentive to educating our customers because we can only make money if we're able to show our customers a savings. We can only make money if we show our customers a higher level of service. It's the mm-hmm. only way I'm ever going to be able to retain a customer. So one of the services that we provide is a typical onboarding of any customer is we take a look at every item that they're shipping. What's the correct NMFC number for that item? What's the correct freight class? We even take a look at which tariffs maybe they should be using in Mm -hmm. order to allow them to gain the best value for their freight dollar possible. Yeah, huge advantages. And I also want to put in an example there on the international side as well, which I'm sure you educate your clients on as well. If you are shipping prepaid from origin, you know, let's say origin in China, make sure that the value of the goods is taken out of the commercial invoice because you could be paying duties and taxes Um, Not the value of the goods, sorry, the freight. You want to make sure that the freight cost is taken out of that commercial invoice because you don't want to be paying taxes and duties on that freight cost either. That is 100% correct. Not not enough folks realize that. And once again, that's one of the reasons why we're able to add an awful lot of value to customers that are in that, you know, sort of mid to small size range as far as their transportation spend goes, you know, their transportation spends less than $40 million or so, because Mm -hmm. quite honestly, companies of that size just don't have uh, the economic resources in order to hire the professionals necessary in order to adequately uh, manage that transportation spend. So that's where we help out. Absolutely. I love that. I mean, and it's something that small to mid-sized businesses really need and sometimes don't really realize that they need it, but it's partners like, you know, R2 that can really help with that. And so this kind of leads into my next question, because I want to talk about the R2 way, because in increasingly crowded markets, often it's actually your ethos as well that differentiates you from the pack. So tell us about this set of principles, how they set you apart and how they're helping you to be the best. Sure. So the the R2 way is a set of uh, 10 core principles that have been laid out by our founder and CEO, Ben Gase. And, and it really encompasses the way that 
that Ben views that business should be done. And it's, it's things like obsess over the customer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, compete in everything that you do. Compete, compete, compete. We compete to be the fastest to respond. We compete to be the quickest to pay our providers. Uh, we compete uh, to provide the best level of service in the industry. Um, take the long view, which is, which is one of uh, Ben's favorite, favorite sayings. Um, we seek to be strategic uh, with, our, with our customers and with our carriers. Uh, we prefer those strategic relationships. And taking the long view in, in how we view our relationships with customers and carriers uh, matters quite a bit. Um, you know, uh, take responsibility is another uh, of, our, of our core principles. And that's, you know, it, it's not only taking responsibility for, for um, just your job, but also, you know, anything that might, might cross your desk that day. I, I like to tell my people, like, look, you know, whether it's, whether it's our fault or it isn't our fault, if it lands on our desk, we're going to make sure that it gets taken care of. Right. And, and those are just, a, you know, just a few of the, of the 10 principles that, um, that we draw upon as an organization to make sure that we're always focusing on the right things. Uh, another big one for us is, is uh, do your job, which in the, uh, in the brokerage world, there, there are a bunch of different philosophies that are out there. There are those cradle to grave providers where uh, uh, your, your account executive has to be a jack of all trade. They have to do a right. little bit of accounting and, mm-hmm. and carrier sales and interfacing with the customer. Uh, we, we prefer a more specialized approach. Uh, we view that as, um, as uh, uh, a real force multiplier for us and allowing our account executives to be uh, solely focused on the customer and the customer experience. And then our carrier sales reps to be focused on the carrier and the carrier experience. And then, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, uh, our, our accounting and back office team uh, is some of the best in the business. And they, uh, they, they allow everybody else to, uh, to focus on what they need to be doing in order to be successful. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, you can all sort of come together um, against all of these principles that you've been able to put together and really be on the same page, which is definitely everything that we need in supply chain because there's so many moving parts. But before we get to the last few questions, right, I want to get to your ideal client. I want you to walk me through a case study. I just want to pick your brain about the state of the industry right now. What we have, you know, talent shortage, delays, issues around things like fuel and sustainability. What have you seen from your perspective and and that of your customers. Do you have any insights from the front line, if you like, and, and what are your thoughts on the industry sort of moving forward over the next year? Sure. Uh, you know, I w- the state of the industry right now could probably best be described as a dumpster fire in the middle of a flood. <laughs> um, it's, uh, we, we are, you know, there's an old proverb, may, may you live in, in, uh, in exciting times. Well, we are definitely living in some exciting and challenging times. Yes, we are. Um, we are we are seeing the the greatest challenges uh, in my career um, with respect to the supply chain. Uh, as everybody knows now, we you know it, it's not a shock. We have a global supply chain, and that supply chain is in the midst of probably one of the largest revolutions in the last thirty or forty years. Manufacturing uh, in China is now being dispersed 
throughout all of Asia. A lot of manufacturers are leaving China because the price of a container has gone from you know $4,000 to $24,000. Mm-hmm. We have significant delays at every port in the United States, um, you know, led by Long Beach, where there's probably 80 ships right now waiting to be unloaded, if not more. Um, and all of those things are, are creating significant challenges. We're seeing in the marketplace a number of things happen. Number one, Sadly, uh, the price of everything is going up. Inflation is real and it's here and it's being driven by a number of factors. Uh, Number two, we're seeing uh, the manufacturing base uh, move. We're seeing a lot of folks look to move their sourcing uh, closer to their end customer. So whether that be nearshoring or reshoring of manufacturing coming back to the U.S., we're seeing uh, uh, Latin America become uh, part of a, a, a group of big winners in all of this, mm. um, and that's create that is going to create more more truck traffic um, on the roads over time. Additionally, chip shortages have kept uh, mm-hmm. new trucks from hitting the market. So the average price of a used truck of a used truck, a three year used truck, is through the roof right now. So there is. Uh, significantly uh, more freight. Uh, There's probably going to be more freight even coming uh, as manufacturing moves back this way. And uh, the the truck and and driver shortage that we're experiencing right now creates some significant challenges. Uh, One of the biggest things that that folks are starting to realize um, is a couple of things. One, uh, surety of supply trumps price. So uh, if, if you can't get what you need in order to run your manufacturing plant, having the lowest price no longer matters because if, if you can't get it at a low price, you can't get it. Yep. So surety of supply is way more important right now than almost anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, one of the things that, that folks are starting to realize is that relationships matter and collaboration matters. Yeah. Or those um, uh, customers out there that, uh, shippers out there that have forever viewed uh, their relationships with their transportation providers as tactical rather than strategic. They're the ones that are suffering the most right now. Um, they're the ones that that are really, really struggling uh, to get product moved, to get product from A to B. And it's because they didn't spend the time to develop meaningful and long-term relationships mm-hmm. with their transportation providers or their other suppliers. So those are some of the so some of the major moving pieces that we're seeing happening in the industry right now. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, there's just so much going on right now. And to be able to get a perspective from your side of the table, really, so because we need to have a variety of different perspectives for us to really move forward and really get through the day to day, because that's what everybody on both sides of the table are trying to do right now. So now walk me through if I'm sitting in the audience, loving everything that you're saying, who am I as an ideal client to you? What does that look like? Uh, you know, we like I said before, we service all of the macroeconomic sectors of the U.S. economy, right? So, and um, again, 25% of our daily volume is same-day emergency and expedite shipments. So my ideal customer is uh, a customer that, that values relationships, values strategic relationships and partnerships, uh, is, is somebody for whom... Uh, service matters, right? There are some folks out there where, where service doesn't really matter. They're not our ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, our customers, um, you know, tend to be folks that 
that you know want to get their product on the shelves and and uh, need need uh, their raw materials delivered into their manufacturing plants, uh, you know, on time every time. So for those folks, um, you know, we tend to to offer an awful lot of value. And then for folks looking for uh, LTL solutions or multimodal solutions, uh, those tend to be the smaller and mid-sized customers that, you know, uh, maybe don't have the tools, the expertise, or the time to adequately manage their LTL spend. Uh, we see it happen an awful lot where, you know, oh, well, Tim in the warehouse takes care of that. He knows how to talk to those truck drivers. Well, right. Tim in the warehouse might be costing you an awful lot of money. So uh, if, if you don't have an expertise in things like LTL tariffs and NMFC numbers and freight classifications and all the different accessorial uh, costs that, that go along with an LTL or an ocean or even an air shipment, uh, you know, let our experts help you out. We're, uh, we're, we're here to serve. Absolutely. So now it's time for the case study. This is my favorite part. And as we already mentioned, you're award winning. You collaborate with some amazing partners. And so I have a feeling that you're going to have some impressive stories to tell. So paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers. What was their challenge? Which solution were they working with? And what was the impact or ROI of that solution? Sure, absolutely. So um, a, a pretty easy one comes to mind. We have we have one customer, they're uh, a private equity-backed business, uh, and they were uh, in the process of acquiring uh, multiple other businesses, each one operating on its own platform. So this is a company that you know started out as one company and then rapidly bolted on three, four, five, six. And I think we're now into acquisition number 13 or 14 in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, their major challenge was they didn't have a cohesive transportation program. Uh, they didn't have a, a way to adequately even measure what they were spending, whether they were spending the right amount, what they were spending it on, uh, where their failure costs might have been. And so they turned to us and we implemented them on our TMS platform. We have, I want to say, 32 or 34 locations on the platform now. Uh, and every time an acquisition is done, our implementation timeline is measured in hours rather than weeks. So wow. uh, typically we're able to onboard their, their, their new location within a day or two and get them the benefits of, of operating in a larger environment. So uh, for us, it's all about speed and responsiveness. And for them, uh, we were able to give them a, a holistic LTL program that allowed them to reduce their transportation costs by about 15% over the last couple of years. Woo, that's a big percentage. Well done. It's it's worked out really well. We've had a lot of fun with it. And I'm sure they are very happy. So finally then, what does the future hold for R2 Logistics? What can we look forward to? Well, you know, we're going to continue to obsess over the customer. We're going to continue to grow uh, and develop our offering uh, and to be the best in the business that we can possibly be. Uh, we, uh, we continue to, to strive to develop our technology solutions and to always maintain our focus on both our customers and our carriers in order to provide a win-win relationship for all parties. 
collaboration really is the future of business. And I can really talk to you all day, Frank. That was such a great discussion. Never before has logistics been so under the spotlight and never before has it been faced with so many challenges and disruptions all at once. It can definitely feel overwhelming, but there are creative and innovative solutions out there. There are amazing partners like R2 Logistics ready to help and bring those key features that we all know are so vital, like visibility, connectivity, and collaboration. And bringing all those things together could potentially revolutionize your operations. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at r2logistics.com. A massive thanks to Frank for joining me today and to the team at R2 Logistics for making this episode happen. Thanks so much, Frank. Thank you, Sarah. I had a great time. Take care. What are your business's supply chain challenges? Too much inventory on hand? Too many disruptions and stockouts? Are there too many steps and touches involved? If you have a vision for improvement, Fastenal can tailor a solution to help you get there. From automated bins that monitor your inventory 24-7 to vending devices that let you track and control the products that keep your business running, Fastenal is ready to strengthen your supply chain. Go to Fastenal.com slash serious to see how we do it. Fastenal, where industry meets innovation. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to our YouTube channel or our website, letstalksupplychain.com, to check out the latest and make sure to use the search bar because we have most likely had the company that you're looking for a solution to your supply chain challenge on the show. And remember to come back next week. We have an episode of Blended. We're also talking to Motion to AI, all about what they are bringing to the industry. And in Blended, we'll be talking all about workplace discrimination. We'll be diving into exactly what discrimination means and the different types. Our panel will be sharing their own experiences. And as always, we'll be bringing ideas and actionable insights so you can make positive changes within your organization. You are not going to want to miss either episode. If you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. You can also subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember to go and visit the Blended page on LinkedIn. We are looking for corporate sponsors and individual donations on our GoFundMe page so that we can give grants to diverse voices so they can say yes to speaking engagements and we can see a visual change on industry stages. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, remember to go and rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.